This podcast may contain adult language and adult themes. On the other hand, it may not. Sort of a podcast lucky dip. Welcome to the Happy Oxygen Podcast. My name is Simon Nichols and I am a dog walker. A dog walk for me is just over 25 minutes. I needed a podcast that was perfect for dog walks or anything else you do in 26 minutes. This is it. The Happy Oxygen Podcast is here to make you smile, laugh or feel a bit happier about yourself. Each episode will feature a special guest who will be asked why laughter and happiness has helped them on their journey through life and how that drives their positivity. This week, my guest is Emily Barnard. Emily is a photographer with a background in PR and marketing. She wears many hats, not literally. Running Emily Little Photography, Oomph Creative, and she's the marketing genius behind Outhouse. During her very limited spare time, Emily likes to climb mountains, kayak, and paddleboard. Please enjoy your dog walk or other podcast listening activity. Emily. Hello. I think we've only wanted you on since the beginning. Okay. And I say the beginning because I was your I was a guest on one of your first podcasts as <laughs> never well. Went live. It never went live. Never went live because stuff happened. The it? pandemic happened like two days later or something. I know. I'd like to think that is still sitting somewhere. It is sitting on my laptop on a server, all edited. You know, ready to go. But it'd, other other things happen. It'd be good actually to see if it still pans. Is that mm. the right word? Spans to see if it still flows with two years. Well, there were some that. interesting topics on it. Yeah, I'd there be was interested. some interesting. <laughs> to go back through that today but here we are on the happy oxygen podcast and we're so delighted to have you on today and your introduction was uh, was lovely i know because you wrote it obviously but we'll probably cover much more about your outdoor pursuits uh, a little bit later how do you manage how do you compartmentalize all the three the three businesses that you run how does how do you get around that they are like three very different headspaces one of them I very much kind of duck and dive in and out of that's how i have spurts of ideas and it's head downs and evenings and early morning into the early mornings working away on that and as it's Greg by the half running it's often like conversations over breakfast in the morning and ideas and picking brains about things like that it's pretty much than I say nine to five obviously as we are both business owners we know that's not the case but that's pretty much like the day job so to speak and Emily's photography is obviously mainly weddings events but yeah pretty much weddings and that is when that happens and over the past couple of years I've really worked on a level of automation for that business which has really helped see that grow obviously minus a big pandemic in the middle of it so yeah it's I definitely say automation and yeah compartmentalizing is definitely an element that has to apply to each business just for my sanity as well but management process time management must be incredible absolutely yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no no modesty there yeah Yep, time management. Yeah, Excellent. like time management apps, pro- sis- like Greg will always hear me bang on about systems and processes. I'm a really um, big believer in those because, yeah, it just helps you sleep at night. The uh, the good news for Thrive is that um, Creative is, is our brand and uh, marketing partner, which means that hopefully some of your good time management skills might might rub off on me one day. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> we can uh, try. We can try, can't we? <laughs> so anyway, we're on with the show. I always like saying that. On with the show. So, Emily. Can you tell me how you're feeling today? But I'd like you to use sounds and colours. So a colour, I'm probably going to say is yellow. I'm feeling very like upbeat, fresh, summery today. It's obviously the past couple of days, all past couple of weeks have been horrible and grey at, at the moment with uh, Storm Eunice and 
Storm Frank and whatever else keeps coming our way. So yeah, I think today there's a bit of sunshine. It's like that spring air. Went to go get coffee this morning down the high street. So yeah, I'm feeling upbeat. That's all good. Sound. That is a tough one. I don't really think in sounds. I make sounds, but I don't know. Like a spring, because I've just I've got like a spring in my step today, so like a bounce, a boy. So maybe a tigger bounce. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, I'm feeling. If I'd have lined that up as a, as a, as a, as sound, a sound on, yeah. Um, it might be the amount of coffee I had this morning, <laughs> but you know, either way, we'll go with it. No, that's brilliant. We love that yellow. Like as you say, spring. And what I'm hoping for, because it's I think it was Franklin, wasn't it? The last. Yes. Maybe I, the next. I hate your word for it. They all have very odd names. Yeah. But I'm hoping the next storm's Greg. You mentioned Greg earlier. And Maybe. Greg sometimes is a storm in himself, isn't yes. it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's your go-to comedy scene that always makes you chuckle? Have you got one of those? Bizarrely, actually, not tomorrow night, Friday night, we're going to go see Simon. So he is like the actual guy, but he has many acts or characters. So he was the guy that stuck the BHS destroyer on the side of like Philip Green's boat and did the thing with like Seth Blatter throwing the money in his face. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what his, like, his name is for that, Lee Nelson or something like that. Yeah. But anyway, so we're going to go see him Friday night. I'm trying to think, like we do quite a bit of comedy. Dara Brin, if you've ever seen him live, he's quite funny. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. I think we've actually, I think we've seen each other in comedy clubs and various places yeah. around the... Yeah, uh, yeah, because there's a few obviously around there. When you think back through all of the people that had maybe a positive influence mm. on your life, who's the one that made you laugh out loud the most? Oh, good question. Somebody's made me laugh out loud that's had a positive influence. Yeah. We're not, we're not talking Ben here, are we? <laughs> yeah, but you la- are you laughing with him or at him? Sorry, Ben, I know you're listening. <laughs> Probably listening. I think, yeah, people who don't know him, Ben's my business partner at Umph, and we've always had a very good relationship that we can laugh with and at each other, which I think is a very good asset to have. Can't take life too seriously. That's such a tough question. It's weird. I don't remember if I think back. I don't think about remembering people who have made me laugh out like loud. Me and my sister can like are very much. Technically, my sister's my half sister, but we can make each other like cry. And actually, I was going to say I can think now. A couple of months ago, we were crying with laughter. We'll take that. Anyway, uh, we'll take that out. I take, I take my sister. And it's weird, isn't it, with half sisters? Because I've got two half sisters, but they've never been anything other than my sisters. And I will never, I never introduce them as my half sisters. But yeah. sometimes we feel the need to say, but they're they're our family. They're, well, they're, I, I completely like forget yeah. that technically we're not actually sister sisters. Like we're half sisters, and it's only when like you might be talking about someone they're like, oh, you've got a sister. Didn't know you have a sister. And, like she lives up in Kendal, the Lake District, so she's not around here. But you might mention it in conversation. It's like, oh, yeah, I do have a sister. Oh, she's my half-sister. But, yeah, she's always been like sister slash mum also to me because she's right. there's a 12-year age difference. But, yeah, it is. We've also always had like a very nice relationship. But she makes you laugh. That's the most important exactly. thing. And that's what Happy Oxygen is all about, yeah. laughter and happiness. You might, um, we, we talked at the beginning, sometimes we ask our guests and we put them on the spot and we say, have you actually listened to Happy Oxygen? And, uh, and we quite often get... No, I just sort of, uh, you just asked me to come on, Simon. And, yeah. But I know you've had at least one um, episode you've listened to, yeah. and you're probably aware that we have something called the Virtual Happy Jar. And the Virtual Happy Jar is limitless. Okay. It is exactly what it says on the tin. When someone else opens it, they've got something in there that you believe would bring them joy, make them laugh, 
gives them fun. But it's normally based on your experiences. So we've got a 747 Boeing in there because it makes people happy when they go on holiday. Mm. We've got Greg Davis in there. We've got... Uh, so oh, I can put something in there. You can put anything you like in there. Someone tried to put two things in there, and I'm fairly lenient. So if you've got, if you absolutely can't choose... There's something that I'm going to put in the jar that if someone else was to, like, have it, would always make them happy. It's it's typically something that you would you that makes you happy, that you would love, and you think, actually, I need to share this because it makes me so happy. Coffee? I'm sure someone... Um, <laughs> coffee, yeah. <laughs> we've, we've not had a stimulant in there yet. Um... um I'm going to say a bike ride. Oh, that's really good because I don't think... I've now got to go back at some stage because we'd like to... Not write a book, but we'd like to mm. release something about everybody's virtual happy jar memories. And I think you're one of the only ones that's put something healthy in. If you want to put a bottle of wine with friends in there, <laughs> we're supposed to be about positive processes. Yeah. And what, so what makes you happy on a bike? I like. I always feel good after a bike ride. It's a sense of escapism, switching yeah. off. It's go down a hill on a bike you get that fun feeling like in your tummy like and then yeah it's just all of that combined like nice childhood memories nice adult memories yeah brilliant a lovely bike ride which is great because obviously we introduced you at the beginning with mountain climbing and paddle boarding and kayaking so it's obviously that the love of outdoors is yeah which is bizarre because i've been thinking about it in the past couple of months if to look back when i was a kid i don't think i'd have thought oh that would be my way of getting out and enjoying myself because when you're a kid you're like oh don't want to go outside but yeah i love it it's just that it's a sense of escapism oh, oh there we go we have a bike ride in the happy oxygen do you want to put a bike in there as well so someone's actually got a bike to ride Help. on what's your favorite bike two wheels handle excellent no no real sort of i'm not a bike geek just <laughs> just get on it and yeah. pedal yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, thank you very much for that. Nice to have something happy in there. <laughs> and the good thing is, I imagine, could it be quite a large framed bike? Because Greg Davis is in there. Yeah, he would need a, a big bike. Yeah, I always mention Greg Davis every it, episode. It's going to be like a, a, just a, a bike that magically transforms whatever <gasps> your needs are. Magically transforms. Like a telescopic bike. Telescopic. Do you know what? Maybe. I'm inventing that right now. Well, if that hasn't been invented, we want to trademark that. Yeah, yeah a telescopic bike. We talk about inspiration and empowerment on here. Do you have a saying that when you read it or you say it, it really lifts you up? Like a phrase or a motto? I do like, I do like quotes. Oh, you like me though. As soon as you say, start to think about the quote, you're like, oh God, I can't remember. I can, I can say one quote, but it's got a rude word in it. At the beginning of the, uh, of the podcast, um, it says, we actually put a disclaimer in on the, uh, on the bit that goes, plays at the beginning that says, mm. this podcast may contain adult language and okay. adult themes. So it's quite simple for me. Make shit happen. Oh, we said the S word twice. Oops. Yeah. That's okay. We, we gave a warning at the beginning. We did. For it. Yeah. People get offended, they get offended. That's exactly it. We can't be responsible for other people's thoughts and feelings sometimes, but I think we'll pass on that one. Yeah. Make shit happen. I like Get it third time. I know. <laughs> I guess we could do MSH to make it. Yeah. Yeah. Make, yeah, yeah. make, make it Sounds happen. like a corporate. Yes. Jargon um, now. I also like, and I'm not going to say the app, but I also like JFDI. Similar. Yes. Health process, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you, you just need those kind of quotes. Exactly. But it does fire you up to be like, yeah. The thing I always like is that you can just put the word fudge in. And, and that pretty much sort of makes it okay. I suppose you could use the word sheet. Yeah. Or ship. Like ship. something I was just doing when I was a kid, you know. Yeah. Get away with swearing. And I imagine someone like Kuna Nagel, that's pretty much what they do. They make ship happen. 
should get there. I digress. I've almost I I, I went I almost went down a really funny um, laughy thing then. What's your um, make yourself laugh all the time? Yeah. What's your special fun skill? And what I mean by that is, yeah. how do you make other people laugh? Rubbish dancing. How do I make people laugh? I'm not a comedian. Um, just to tell them a funny story, a funny joke, or funny face. That's the thing. I, mean, I think we've, even though we're chatting and we're down the other end of this um, wonderful mixing studio we're in, uh, my dining room, and um, you've made me laugh quite a lot. So you've, okay, you've, I've got a skill. You've got a skill, <laughs> but it's it, it is weird, isn't it? Because you, some people who don't think they're funny, actually make people laugh a lot. And but think, is that laughing with or at? I don't. I, I think as long as you're okay with whatever. The laughter is being produced. Yeah, I think that's okay because Can't I take yourself too seriously. Exactly, and I used to as a defence mechanism back mm. when I was at school. I used to make the bullies laugh. Okay, to get them to leave me alone. Interesting. And so I would be relatively self-deprecating and make fun of myself. And then where have they got to go? Yeah, exactly, as a defence mechanism that. And I think I've taken a little bit of that into adult life and not because I've, I'm ever bullied anymore. I'm far too big for that. Not. No, but from I think what I do is that if, I, if I'm able to, if I do say something that upsets someone, it's only ever delivered in the same vein as what, what I would be able to take it. Yes. So I never yeah, deliberately yeah. go out of my way to, to make someone so feel so bad. <laughs> but but I, I always think that my, my humour actually comes from within, so you've got to, you've got to laugh at yourself sometimes. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, sorry, we went down a little bit of a bit of a, a mental health digression there. <laughs> I am all right. I'm all right. Oh, no, God, no, no, I talk about myself all the time. You know that. And I mentioned comedy scenes earlier. Is there any film or a series of comedic programs on television that as soon as they appear, you just have to watch them? That's interesting because I'm not really a TV. I've got the usual things like Netflix. I'm surprised. Watch a series, but I. Yeah. There is actually, I tell you what, if it comes on TV, have you heard of Philomena Kunk? Yes. So she is like a character. I think she's also, not Miranda. Miranda no. no. She's in Afterlife. She's in Afterlife, yeah. yeah. She's got another series, I can't remember, it begins with them. Uh, but yeah. Motherhood. She, yeah, maybe, something like that. But yeah. if that, if like she's on TV, like I just have to watch her because I just, she's very like quite dry and literal in her comedy, but she's just says what people think, you know, calls out rubbish, which I quite fat. I like to call rubbish out. But yes, that's my cup of tea. I think I always think because she's like, she does. That's on TV. Love it. I, and, um, I, I always think of those like the wipe, like yes, like, yeah, know, end of twenty twenty two under that and fake commentary on it. I find very funny. I always think she's a non-political Jonathan Pye, yes. I always think. Is that, yeah. yeah. How do you spread or share your happiness? As a couple, me and Greg like, quite like having people around for drinks, dinner, cooking them a nice meal, having some nice wine. That is like a way of sharing happiness, like sitting around the table and just having a good time or going out for a walk with friends is sharing happiness. I'm quite, I'm very experience orientated. I'm not really all that materialistic yes actually for my job I have to have a lot of tech and stuff so some people might be like what really but yeah I'm not a fan of going shopping or like buying something showing off something I've bought or anything I'm like no I want to go have a nice experience and share that with because it's memories it's an experience shared that's important to me that's brilliant happiness we used to write on the back of toilet doors and then someone complained they didn't I made that up because it's not right to write on the back of toilet doors, uh, especially with phone numbers and stuff. 
However, we we're Just now. Just like to play the point. I've never written on the back of a toilet. Door. Neither have I. Okay. No, it's one of the things I tend not to take into a toilet with me. No, is, uh, a sharpie. It's a sharpie. Yes. Or, you know, knife to scratch them in the back of. Yeah, I think if you've got that mentality, and I'm not again, we don't judge on how no. oxygen. If you do take sharpies into toilets, but you've got to think what's your ultimate purpose. What's your but anyway, we're not writing on the back of toilet no, doors. You'll be pleased not. to know, Sharpie or otherwise. And the, the thing is, we don't ever shy away on this is product placement. So okay. we are, we do hope at one stage that some other permanent markers are available. <laughs> yeah, but we don't care, Sharpie. You can send us as many. I like Sharpies. The problem with Sharpies, though, is I've actually got an entire, I don't know, tr- whatever you call it, tray tub. Okay. So I probably don't need Sharpies. Maybe we should have chosen a different permanent marker. Maybe should have thought about this before we start. product placement. Who do we really want? Yeah, Bic. God. <laughs> Starbucks, just start randomly. But any of this could be so interesting. <laughs> so random tangents. We'll see if Shez keeps this one in. Yeah. Oh. I, I like coffee, so anyone who wants to send me coffee. Oh, yes. That's yeah. great. What we could do, actually, is we could do, because we, we enjoyed a lovely coffee, didn't we, from out of office in Stony Stratford. Absolutely. If there's no bigger pl- project Other placement. branches are also available. <laughs> <laughs> Packnell <and> Almonds. <laughs> Whatever it is, out of office. Yeah. And um, God, that'd be so good if we can get free coffee. It's not why I started this in the first place. Never look out, yo. Not a bad result, is it? Gift horse in the mouth. So you're not writing on the back of a toilet door. It'd be really interesting but to see it. We now write an online blog. Okay. And yours, you're a techie. You're an online, uh, you're uh-huh. an yeah. online geek. So what three tips would you give your younger self? Think about the age of 15. What would you tell your 15-year-old self based on your lived experience to this point in life number one don't care about what other people think to be fair i would give myself a pat on the back i think everyone every teenager probably has that issue to some degree every adult probably has it to some degree but it's a big thing in your mind isn't it when you're like going through those years and i'm pretty sure i got a grasp of that quite well quite young but i wish i didn't care sooner i'm not about impressing other people brilliant Number two, live the life you want. So I fell into your trap of leaving school. Should I go do a degree? Should I then go get a corporate job? All of that. And I followed that for a little while to some degree. But I'm so happy now that I'm like self-employed, got my businesses. And I'm not saying that everyone has to be self-employed and have a business. But that for me really works. And I love my life. And do I wish I'd start... I don't wish I'd started it sooner because I think I got really good experience from having a taste of that corporate world because I guess it makes me value and appreciate what I've got now even. But I think there's a lot of people, oh, I know a lot of people, friends who are potentially, let's say, trapped in doing the status quo. Yeah. And it's having the confidence and the gumption to go and do what you want to do. Don't go, oh, I'd love to do that one day. I've got some people my circle be careful what i say there he knows oh i'd love to go do that go do it then yeah that's scary that yeah day one of me deciding to go self-employed i was like still am some days but i wouldn't change it i think it's you've got to have i think it's good to have some things in your life that scare you and challenge you makes you feel alive and makes you question yourself which i also think is a good thing mm-hmm. So, yeah, live the life you want to live. Just go get it. Go do it. Don't look back and go, oh, I wish I'd have done that one day. Um, one, like, one, day one day starts today. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I guess I just see that around me. and I'm just like, oh, just go do it. Just do it. JFDI. <clears throat> yeah. MS. Yeah. MSH. 
And your your third tip for your 15-year-old self. Mental health is important, obviously, as we know. Everyone's still going on this, like, journey that is mental health. But I definitely wasn't really aware of it at 15. And I probably just definitely shut some stuff away and didn't pay attention to it. And it came back to bite me a few years later. I guess it was that kind of sense of man up, get on with it element, like the, oh, no, just crack on. Um now, today, I'm very like con- always very conscious and aware of my mental health just as much as my physical. Yeah, that's important from like day one. Very like, much aligned. I don't know if they do. I think they should be teaching um, meditation and all of that in schools because the power it has to change your mood is incredible and your productivity. And uh, it's we're not here to pick the education system apart, but no. they, they, they do learn some strange things yep. versus not learning some important. Yeah, things. I definitely had some. Interesting experiences in my education, shall we say. Well, I've, I've never used um, Pythagoras. Or I had to. Yeah, or Maybe for an engineer you might need it. but Yeah, which, which is fine. But I think if you, if you want to be an engineer, you probably understand that already. But anyway, now here we go. We're going to gonna get some education specialists ringing in now. There's some, let's say there's some more um, important life skills that yes. can be taught. I was literally saying to someone the other day in food tech, I think the one thing I've probably taken from food tech is like how to make a roux, a white sauce. Yeah. And that's probably the one thing that I'm like, okay, that's actually quite handy. Yeah. But imagine if they taught kids how to make three, four, five like core staple meals. Yes. How impo- how much of an effect that would have if people like knew some core staples of cooking and budgeting and finance and mental health. Yeah, no, brilliant. Or even just that sort of staple of unloading a dishwasher, which most that uh, suddenly feels very tense. Most of my teenagers, <laughs> <laughs> when which is really sad because I've only got one left, and that's. Please, everybody, don't feel, you know, four of them haven't died. No, they've, they're just all over 20 now. Jessica was 20 last week. Kelly and I have been encouraging an empty nest for many years, but it, it is a little bit quiet around yeah. here now. And I'll, I don't cry at night over it. I was going to say, how are you dealing with that? I'm doing okay, actually. Jess lives in, <laughs> kind of a little bit deep here. <laughs> Jess lives up in, in Leicester now, and I, I see her maybe one month to the next, but we still have a, a fun, fabulous relationship. And, and, I, and I actually think about my relationship with my parents and actually, you do you just if you see him a couple of times a month you think oh, that's brilliant isn't it so what makes you happy cry makes me happy cry i can sometimes be a bit of a closed book actually oh. so that's that's interesting because i don't always show my feelings or emotions like so, sometimes people might think i do but sometimes i can keep my feelings to myself i guess a compliment but if i actually oh that sounds so up myself <laughs> Let me explain. i don't like i'm the kind of person if someone pays me a compliment i'll be like oh yeah cool thanks I won't actually digress it, but sometimes if someone actually like stops to say, oh, thank you, Emily, or that's really helped me, or that's helped my life or whatever, you're like, oh, okay, and it makes you stop and think mm. and go, oh, wow, that's actually what's really important. I guess helping someone else and seeing how much you've helped someone else. And that's work or personal. That's wherever in life. Yeah. Yeah, knowing that you've helped someone else. It's, it is weird, isn't it? Because we do, we, we take it on board and, and, and sometimes we engage our imposter syndrome mm. of, oh, yeah, but... It, Really, we should be celebrating that, that someone has said something nice about me and we should be thinking about it a lot. We should be focusing about it. And certainly when we talk in business, yeah. those testimonials are so important. Yeah, asking for them. Like I had a business coach a couple of years ago and she said, Emily, you do a really good job. Why aren't you asking people? Just, yeah. Oh, don't do that. But I have like friends and family now, like if someone stops to pay me a compliment, I say, like, Emily, like stop and take that in. That's really good. I'm like, oh, okay. And we get people doing that when they do their gratitude journals. Mm. So actually, I need to write this down. Some, yeah, someone said something nice about. Yeah, 
Yeah. And then in the dark days or the, or the days where we're feeling a bit Yeah, low, one person said one thing and you're like, oh. But, but then you can just, you can look at it in, in black and white and you can say, that was, a, that was a good day. Yeah. What are your happy words? As in like things I say to people or things that make me feel happy? This question flummoxes a lot of people and, I, and that's why I keep it in because not to make people feel awkward, <laughs> but it's sometimes either words that you, when you say them out loud, you feel happy. Okay. Or it's words that you, when you think about them, and it might be a, a holiday, it's, if you've got a particular... Flowers. Location. Flowers. Yeah. I like go. flowers, and I like going and buying flowers, whether it be for myself, buying flowers for other people is lovely. I think people should do it more. I find myself trying to do it more. If I walk past petrol station, like a nice flower place around here, there's some around here. And even if I don't want some flowers, it's like, oh, I'm going to go buy those to someone else because that's a really nice, just randomly, I'll go buy flowers for other people. Oh. I really like doing that. But yeah, like flowers. Like, oh, flowers. It, it, it makes you think, like, oh, nice, flowers. <laughs> and it's daffodil season as well at the it moment. Is. It's uh, the emerging shoots of spring. Mm. Um, Emily Barnard, I could stay here sitting talking to you all day, but unfortunately, our dog walkers can't. But we we have to. We're, we're you now dog gonna... with more stamina. I know that's it. Just so we, well, we stuck to twenty six minutes, and uh, and Shez does a great job of editing it. Whether or not this one will be twenty six minutes, because it's been fascinating. <laughs> but we'll wait and see. But she's a fantastic producer. But um, it's the final question, I'm afraid, and it's what is your favourite childhood sweet and why? Yummy, yummy. I want to say, oh God, is it pear, pear drops? Pear drops. Pear drops, yeah. yeah. Pear drops, because I just, you have fond memories of them being going into a sweet shop. They have those anymore. Little paper bag. Sometimes them being a bit sour and like pulling funny faces or crunching them. Pear drops, there yeah. we go. So we've gone full on retro then in that case. That's that. It was that or like a foam banana. But I. Wonderful. Emily Barnard, the genius behind Our House, the the steam behind Oomph Creative, and of course, the amazing Emily Little. All of the links will be available in the show notes. But thank you so much for being on Happy Oxygen. Glad to do it. See you again soon. Bye.